recorded live. Tuesday, May 15, 2018, and welcome. Start of a new beginning here in the WWS Radio Network, episode 501 of the Month Mothership broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. This is WCWS Revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line. We'll get as we get set, talk about our favorite subjects of all time here in the Radio Network, of course, that being professional wrestling. Of course, first off, as we always do, we'll start things off with our Wrestling News and Views here segment brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. Representing here tonight, Iceman J.D., Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio right here on TalkShoe.com. Also, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, our history and birthdays here, of course, being brought to us by the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and also another part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon as well. He is the human suplex machine, John Gross. Also joining us on the line here tonight here, folks, a fellow, we'll say a fellow Western Pennsylvanian, if you will. Uh, he is a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. He is also, of course, <coughs> Known as a heartbreak kid here in our radio network circles. He is a two time and current WWUS United States champion. He is the current ROH US World Heavyweight Champion and Pure Champion. And of course, as of this past Friday night, he, be, he became the first ever NXT US North American Champion. Of course, <laughs> of course uh, uh, we, all, we all know his nickname by, of course, from that famous 60s sitcom, Happy Days. Where the, where one of the most, where the one of the main characters simply just went a little something just like this. He went, e. and when I say that, I, I can only talk about one man here, folks, and that is I am referring to Sanzi. Yes, he is made on here on the line as well. Let's bring him in right now. As you say, uh, welcome to, to what will be a a uh, explosive and dynamic episode 501, as, as we said, a new beginning here on WWS Revolution. A new beginning in the Hey, what's up, Chad? Not too much. <laughs> of course, also, folks, our live video feed tonight will be coming in from WWS Dynasty, one of our, uh, of course, one of our central groups 
in the WWUS table of groups on Facebook. Uh, as I do see now joined us there from there right now. She is, of course, a, uh, a 2016 Hall of Famer and a multiple holder of all of, 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 of many of our trivia championships in our trivia championship series. She is, of course, she was known as the last sticker, but now she wants to be known simply as the Empress. Uh, Ms. Anne-Marie Rickenbach has now joined us on the live video feed from Dynasty Tonight. If you care to join her and, uh, <clears throat> and join us, of course, for episode 501 of Revolution here tonight through, through the live video feed at Dynasty, it's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Dynasty Forever. And if you want to join us through talkshoe.com, of course, the phone number is always 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything we have to talk about here tonight, which, of course, basically, folks, in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, we will, of course, no doubt be talking about, um, of course, leading in towards Money in the Bank coming up here really, really soon. Uh, of course, a lot of a lot of matches, of course, that will, that will make an impact, of course, on that pay-per-view. Well, of course, uh, did take place last night on ball, and there will be a lot to talk about here from everyone here this evening, so be sure not to miss out on that. Plus, also, we'll have a few little fun things here going on here towards the end of the evening as well. Let's go ahead and get things going here, folks, with our wrestling news and views, and, of course, here to bring it to us from King Ice, he's the Ice Man, Jared D. Geralimo. J.D., what's going on here in the wrestling news scene today? Jeff Hardy appears to have suffered a leg injury during the dark match following the SmackDown and 205 Live tapings tonight. Wrestling Inc. reports that Hardy beat The Miz with a twist of fate in an eight-minute match, but appeared to have been injured during his entrance. A doctor came out, however, to check him out, but he was noticeably limping both before and after the match. Tweets by fans and attendance of the taping about the dark match were listed below, according to uh, Jeremy Thomas at 411 Mania. Jeff Hardy noticeably limping in dark match on hashtag SmackDown Live. Doctors come from the back to check on him, however. Meanwhile, however, speaking of the UK, however, WWE has announced that Ronda Rousey will make her UK in-ring debut at a live event in London in August. Ronda, of course, will make the uh, event tower on August 29th as part of a special one-night-only WWE Live event. This will be her first time performing in the UK as a WWE superstar. Tickets to see her and your favorite superstars, including Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Finn Balor, however, are available now. Bookingsdirect.com and the O2CO.UK, however. No word on who her opponent will be. Meanwhile, however, Carmella, however, reportedly will not be returning for Total Divas. The so-called Miss Money in the Bank and current fabulous one, however, and I can think of other words to say, however, is not returning for the upcoming season of Total Bellas, according to a new report. Bang Showbiz reports that the SmackDown Women's Champion will not be back for the new season after making her debut as a main cast member in Season 7. The site also goes on to report that, according to Carmella, she will be focusing on being the best champion possible. Season 8 will air this fall, if you will, however. In addition to that, she found out tonight how she has a big upcoming title matchup at Money in the Bank in Chicago. Also tonight, however, mind you, at SmackDown tapings that were taped this afternoon in London, Andrea Sin Almas, the former two-time NXT World Champion, did make his debut. Meanwhile, Rich Swan is set to make his Impact Wrestling debut in a few weeks. Impact announced the news on Twitter this past today that Swan will debut at the June 1st and June 2nd tapings in Windsor, Ohio, however, not far around from Gerard's neck of the woods. And let's see if there's any other news to report here. Um, 
Yes, we do have some other news to report, Howard. According to reports, Howard, just incredible, posted to Twitter yesterday revealing that his wife has been told she has only six months to live. Credible made the post yesterday, Howard, and did not say what his wife's condition was, only that her doctor said she's going to, quote, die. He later said that Sean Waltman has given some information on alternative medicine. Just found out, said Credible on Twitter today, now my wife has six months to live, so how do you process that? Please pray for us. Uh, definitely our thoughts and prayers are with Credible's friends and family, certainly, Howard, over this very sad, heartbreaking ordeal. And finally, however, Vince Russo is back at it again. Apparently, however, recently, however, Vince Russo made some very direct statements to Cody Rhodes this past weekend, however, that got very heated, to say the least, however. And let's just say, however, no word, however, has been... We'll try to find those comments, what were said, however, but let's just say Cody found those comments made by Vince Russo derogatory, however, mind you. Over the weekend, in fact, however, this is what uh, Cody wrote, however, and this is what the report said, however. Um... Uh, early on, of course, however, the, this is what I guess, however, uh, what is it, however, uh, as we get close, where was it? Yeah, it says, like I said, uh, I'm trying to find the comments. Uh, yeah, Cody Rhodes told Vince, said, stay away from our event, however, for the upcoming Bull Club All event in Chicago, which, by the way, tickets have sold out, however. It appears, however, Rhodes responded to a tweet by Russo this week where it claims that he was, quote, ready, willing, and able to appear at the event. He also stated that, quote, others are attempting to do everything in their power from attending. Tells you just about everything you need to know about me and them. Cody then wrote in response simply, we don't reward bad behavior. Stay away from our event, however, mind you. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with KNWO and Gerard T. Smith, is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, and bringing all the news that has fit the print here in the WWUS Radio Network, <clears throat> of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, <clears throat> an old-fashioned combination indeed. One second here, folks, and then we will go immediately right here to the history. And while we're doing that, also just remind you, ladies and gentlemen, we also do have a little bit of a couple other updates to report real quick. Uh, we can tell you real quick, however, that tonight's our Game 3 of the NHL playoffs is going on. Tampa is leading 3-1 midway through the second, and the Phoenix Suns, believe it or not, are now the new number one team in the NBA draft lottery this coming next month. However, Also, however, Game 3 of the Vegas uh, Winnipeg Jets Western Conference Final will resume tomorrow night in Las Vegas with Game 3 being held in Sin City at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Face-offs just after 9 o'clock. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. Well, let's see what John has here in the wrestling history and birthdays here for today, May the 15th. 26 years ago today, which would put it at, I do believe, 1992, yes. Uh, I am, I'm going to just, this is, this is, this is uh, in uh, Spanish. I am going to just say the English version of this. Bueno. Uh, ass- you know, <laughs> yeah. Assistance Consulting and Administration, which is, which is basically uh, they're, they're talking about this is talking about AAA is born under the tutelage of former CMLL Booker Antonio Pena and a hungry roster made up of mostly ex CMLL talent, specifically the, their younger roster members. AAA quickly overtook CMLL as a top company in Mexico. 
In fact, their rapid rise in popularity in combination with the devaluing of the Mexican peso directly led to another Lucha Libre organization, the Universal Wrestling Association, shutting down. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. The golden years of AAA came early in, the, in its existence, highlighted by the first Triple Mania in April of 1993. It still holds the record for any wrestling show in Mexico and the co-promoted When Worlds Collide with WCW in 1994. Soon after When Worlds Collide, the AAA began the plague. Just three months after the show, Art Barr would be found dead in its home. Eddie Guerrero and Luis Piccoli left for the United States. Other stars as such as El Hijo de Santo, Reza Guerrera, and Blue Panther soon followed. Luchador's Ray Jr., who went to Guerrera, La Parca, and Psychosis, all left for WCW and Conan's own indie promotion, promo as Azteca. Antonio Pena ran the promotion into a fatal heart attack in 2006. Sister Marilisa and in-laws Joaquin and Dorian Roldan took over the operations following his passing. Expecting the collapse following Antonio's death, the reemergence of AAA was overseen by Joaquin, especially with an expansion into the United States via Lucha Underground. In April 2017, which was one year, of course, one year ago, Joaquin died and Dorian took the day-to-day operations of AAA. <clears throat> 23 years ago today, we put it at 1995, in Niigata, Japan, Reggie Bennett defeated Manami Toyota to win the IWA Women's World Championship. That same day on a Monday Night Raw taping in Binghamton, New York, Triple H made his Raw debut by defeating John Crystal with a standing cutter. That move Triple H used didn't last long as DDP told the story of how he got the future Triple H to stop using the standing cutter to the Sports Illustrated in March of 2017. After DDP confronted Triple H, Triple H's finishing move would, would be a double underhook face buster, of course, now known as the pedigree. Triple H has continued to use that move, of course, the pedigree. That finishing move has led him to world titles, intercontinental titles, tag team title, uh, holding the tag team titles, European title, and a 97 King of the Ring as well. 19 years ago today, 1999, Shane Douglas left ECW. Shane had been with ACW in 93 and is also best remembered for, of course, the man who threw down the NWA world title in August of 94 after he had won it. The four-time ECW champion had not wrestled since defeating Justin Credible on April 15, 1994 and threatened to not appear at Hardcore Heaven the next night unless he was paid what he was owed. After a brief run on the independent circuit, he returned to WCW in July of 2000. He was also with the company in 1992 and 93, and would remain there until the company shut down in March of 2001. Bankruptcy filing revealed following the ECW shutdown that Douglas was also owed $48,000. Hmm. 18 years ago, they put it at the year 2000, three championships changed hands on a wild WCW Monday Nitro. Chronic defeated the team of Shane Douglas and The Wall to capture the WCW World Tag Team titles. Crowbar won the WCW Cruiserweight title when his partner Daphne defeated Tammy Lynn Sitch and then-champion Chris Candido. Per the pre-match stipulation, the, the male member of the male member <laughs> of the winning team won the title. This would become a point of contention with Daphne and Crowbar over the next few weeks. In the show's main event, Ric Flair defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the WCW World Heavyweight title, including... The vacancy on April 10, 2000, the WCW world title changed hands 
for the sixth time in five weeks and the third consecutive week that a new WCW world champion was crowned. That same day from Cleveland, Ohio, on Raw's War, Cynthia Lynch, one of the Godfather's hoes, defeated Crash Holly to capture the hardcore title. Only to lose it moments later, Crash Holly. Lynch would become the first woman to hold the hardcore title and joined China as the only woman to hold a men's title in WWF, or of course WWE. It was a fleeting moment as Crash would win back the title seconds later. In 2002, Monty Molly, Terry Runnels, and Trish Stratus would all briefly hold the hardcore title. Thirteen years ago today, put it at 2005, TNA presented Hard Justice from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. The show would be dedicated to Chris Candido, who died from complications from surgery on April 28, 2005, just four days after he had suffered a leg injury at lockdown. AJ Styles defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the NWA world title with Tito Ortiz as a special guest referee. Twelve years ago today, which would put it at 2006, on Raw from Lubbock, Texas, Shelton Benjamin, Chris Masters, and Triple H defeated John Cena and Rob Van Dam in a handicap <clears throat> Texas Tornado Rules match. Both WWE and Intercontinental titles was on the line. Shelton RVD. Um, by the way, before we continue, I do want to congratulate your boys today, by the way, Chad. Uh, apparently, hedge fund manager, uh, what is his name? Uh, wait, I just saw a second ago. David Tepper, who is a minority owner of the Steelers, if you will, has agreed to buy your Carolina Panthers, according to reports, and it will be made official next week at the owners' meeting in Atlanta, for $2.2 billion. You mean he, he still has a stake in the Steelers, now he's bought the Panthers? He has a little bit of a stake in the Steelers, not a big stake, a tiny stake. But he is a hedge fund manager, and he has agreed to buy the Panthers from Jerry Richardson. Two people familiar with the situation said this afternoon, the people spoke to the AP tonight on condition of anonymity. Of course, the price tag is the most ever expensive paid, eclipsing the $1.5 billion the Pegula family paid to purchase the bills back in 2014. But yes, he has bought the Panthers for a record $2.2 billion. Oh boy, that's going to be big. He is the founder and Ben Navarro, the founder and CEO of Sherman Financial Group, was considered Tepper's biggest competitor in the bid to purchase the Panthers. He conceded earlier tonight when he lost the bid and said the following. My family and I are grateful to have had the opportunity to be included as a potential buyer of one of the premier assets in all the Carolinas. It would have been a privilege to become the stewards of this iconic franchise to ensure its home remains in Char- the Carolinas in Charlotte where it belongs and to establish a new era of leadership and excellence on and off the field and to leverage the team's platform to further our quest to help all children gain access to a great education. So it looks like they're going to be – he says, born and raised in Pittsburgh. He is part a part owner of the series and founder and the president of Appaloosa Management, a global hedge fund based in Miami. He holds a 5% stake in the series. His finances have already been better by the league. In fact, Forbes listed his net worth last year at $11.5 billion. In fact, he donated $55 million to CMU's business school in 2013, graduated from the University of Pittsburgh and CMU, where the Tepper School of Business is named after him. So, so congratulations to uh, the Panthers and Jerry Richardson and their new principal owner tonight. Thank you very much, here, J.D., for keeping, keeping us up to date with that. We do appreciate that. Uh, of course, like I said, since, uh, Sheldon would be the one that pinned RVD after, and since RVD was Intercontinental Champion, 
Shelton captured the IC title over RVD for the third time. Eleven years ago today, uh, 2007, Sabu is released from ECW, of course, the watered-down version of ECW. Uh, <laughs> seven years ago today, 2011, TNA presented Sacrifice on the Impact Zone. Kurt Angle and China defeated the Jarrett's by submission. This will be China's first official pay-per-view match since WrestleMania 17 when she defeated Ivory to win the, women's, the WWF Women's title on April 1, 2001, and sadly her last, of course. And, and of course, we have a we have a couple of birthdays here. First off, happy 61st birthday to one of the Von Erichs, and actually the sole survivor of the family, Kevin Von Erich. 61. I talked about him tonight, actually. Believe it or not, on revisited with uh, recapping the David Von Erich Memorial uh, Stadium shows. However, believe it or not, yeah, he, I saw him in 2005 at Homecoming when he put that iron claw on uh, Rob Conway. I remember oh, that, yeah. Did you guys yeah, hear about Robinson Cano from Seattle? He has been suspended 80 games for testing positive, believe it or not. Positive for what? Uh, the positive in di- uh, diuretic, uh, diuretic, whatever it's called. However, uh, it's just basically he uh, violated the MLB drug prevention and treatment program, however, and he is out for 80 games. Um. That's what you get when you do when yeah, you run the Cano, Seattle's Big Bat, and also, as I mentioned earlier, the Phoenix Suns are now the number one team in the NBA lottery, however, who will be basically taking over however this year, however, mind you, as far as the uh NBA top franchise in the draft. Thank you very much here, J D. Uh, also today is a happy sixtieth birthday to uh and all I gotta say about this is <clears throat> Ron Simmons. Yes. And talk about some talk talk a little bit about Ron Simmons. He was born in Perry, Georgia, and attended Warner Robins High School where he played at a tight end and linebacker in football. Nineteen seventy six, he was named lineman of the year and first team all state by the Atlanta Journal Constitution. While at Florida State, Simmons entered a plea of no contest in circuit court and was sentenced to a one year probation was part in the buying of stolen goods in the local store. Ron Simmons was considered one of Florida State's greatest recruiting victories when he signed out of high school. Simmons played four years from 77 to 80 as a defensive nose guard for Florida State under coach Bobby Bowden, who Simmons described as a second father, earning consensions to All-America honors in 1979 and 80. The Seminoles were 39-8 during Simmons' years at the school. Finishing in the Associated Press top 20 three times in 77, 79, and 80, and earning back-to-back Orange Bowl trips after his junior and senior seasons. He finished ninth place in 1979 in the Heisman voting behind the winner, Charles White of USC. In 1988, Simmons' jersey was retired by Florida State University, the third time a number had been retired in school history. He was inducted into the Orange Bowl Hall of Fame for his accomplishments while he played at Florida State. He was then elected to the College Football Hall of Fame in 2008. The 81 NFL draft, he was selected in the sixth round and played for the Cleveland Browns that year. And also in 1982, he joined the Tampa Bay Bandits from 83 to 85. And it was in Tampa where he became a teammate of future professional wrestler Lex Luger. He joined the Jim, Jim Crockett Promotions in 1987, appearing on the first show of the Great American Bash Tour, defeating the Tahitian Prince on July 1st, 1987. He also wrestled only preliminary level competition that summer 
On August 7, 1987, he defeated Ivan Koloff in St. Louis, as was the biggest victory of his career. He also defeated a young Rodney Anoa'i, known, known, of course, as Yokozuna, who would debut in the WWF in 1992 and was captured in the WWF in 1993. I think I only think I have one thing to say to that right now, and I think so does Ron. Yeah, that's what I mean, so. Yeah, I agree. He also defeated the Barbarian and was involved in Power Pro Wrestling in his first televised angle. He stayed undefeated in singles action until he lost to Ivan Koloff on on, on Valentine's Day in 1988. (laughs) He stayed dominant. Anybody there? No one. He stayed dominant throughout the first half of the year against lower-level competition on house shows. He didn't team with Steve Williams in Greenville, South Carolina on April 23, 1988 at the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial. Um, let's see where Trump had been lost in the first half. In December, he suffered a losing streak as Mike Rotundo defeated him in multiple house show contests. He then showed signs of a heel turn in 89 as he got more aggressive in his matches. He didn't complete his heel turn on May 27, 1989, where he teamed up with Ranger Ross against the Samoan SWAT team as part of a tournament for the vacated NWA World Tag Team titles. Simmons would team with, then team with Butch Reed to form Doom. But in 1990, he was forced to unmask as they were defeated by the Steiner brothers. With, Law, with Teddy Long back in their, on their side, they yeah. went back to the NBA tag team titles. They held the titles for nine months. In January 1991, they were recognized as the first holders of the WCW tag team titles, finally losing them to the Freebirds at Wrestle War in February 1991. After their split, they broke up with, they broke up with Simmons, turning face in the process, and, of course, also started feuding with Butch Reed. He defeated Reed in a cage match at the very first Super Bowl. He defeated Oz who, and the Diamond Stud, who we now, of course, know, know as Nash and Hall, but unsuccessfully challenged Lex Luger for the World Heavyweight title at Halloween Havoc, losing the best three falls match, one fall, two. Simmons had a highlighted career in 92 where Sting was supposed to take on Vader for the WWE World title in Baltimore, but the match was canceled due to Jake Roberts injuring Sting. However, Bill Watts held a raffle to determine the number one contender. Simmons won the raffle and won the WCW World Heavyweight title over Peter. Simmons would become the first recognized African-American WCW World Heavyweight champion and also the second African-American wrestler to win a World Heavyweight belt. After the holding the title for five months, competing with Cactus Jack, Drew, and Steve Williams, Vader would win back the WCW title just two days before 1993. He was relegated to mid-card status, becoming a bitter heel, it felt like the fans abandoned him after he lost the championship. After a few failed attempts <clears throat> let's see, to win the WCW United States title and the television title during his last months of WCW, in the spring of 94, he was also working for WCW without a contract. But Simmons did compete in the European Cup tournament. He scored one more win over Scott Armstrong on September 10, 1994 on WCW Worldwide. From late 94 to early 95, he appeared in ECW and unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully challenged Shane Douglas 
for the ECW World Heavyweight title at November to Remember 94. He also had matches with Mikey Whipwreck and 911. After he left ECW, he would join the big-time WWF. He debuted on July 26, 1996 to attack Ahmed Johnson. His first was set up Farouk Assad, a gladiator who wore a black and blue gladiator outfit with a misshapen helmet and was managed by Sonny. The feud with Farouk and Ahmed began after Farouk had kicked Ahmed in the kidney, forcing Ahmed to give up the IC title. Farouk would go into the Intercontinental title tournament, but would lose the finals to Mark Merrow. After dropping his gladiator gimmick and parted ways with Sonny, he would go on to form the Nation of Domination. His group consisted of Crush, Clarence Mason, Dino Brown, and others. This stable was loosely based on the Nation of Islam and the Black Panther Party, and although the members of the group were not African-American, the group feuded with Ahmed Johnson. At the 1997 Warrior Rumble, Farouk and Ahmed had their first one-on-one match with Ahmed, destroying all the members of the Nation of Domination, but Farouk, however, won the match by DQ. Ahmed and Farouk were part of the 97 Warrior Rumble match, where Ahmed eliminated himself as he was chasing Farouk and saw him in the, as he saw him as he saw him in the alleyway. Farouk would be eliminated when Johnson returned to attack him with a two by four. Johnson and Farouk's feud still continued with Ahmed bringing in the Legion of Doom to defeat the nation domination in a Chicago street fight at WrestleMania 13. In the spring of 97, Farouk was also the next man to challenge the Undertaker for the WWF title, but he unsuccessfully did not beat the Undertaker for the belt at King of the Ring. Farouk did throughout Crush and Savio Vega out of the Nation of Domination. Both formed their rival factions known, known respectively as the Disciples of Apocalypse and Los Boricuas. Farouk would also recruit more people for the nation, including the Rock, and also Ahmed joined the group for a Joined the group for a while. Sorry about that. Uh, after he turned on the Undertaker, but he was quickly expelled from the group a week later after an injury. Farouk would lose another tournament final for the Intercontinental Title against Owen Hart at Bad Blood on October 5, 1997, with help from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin had forfeited the title after the after the incident at SummerSlam, where Owen dropped Austin on his head by using a botched tombstone pile driver, breaking Austin's neck. In 1998, Farouk's leadership was increasingly challenged by The Rock, who felt he should be the leader as he was now the Intercontinental Champion in the Royal Rumble match. At the 1998 Royal Rumble, Farouk eliminated his Nation of Domination members, D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry, as he was part of the final three along with The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. But The Rock would eliminate Farouk. The problems between The Rock and Farouk began to deteriorate. The night after WrestleMania 14, the group turned on Farouk, allowing the Rock to take the leadership of the Nation of Domination. Farouk would get revenge, his revenge by teaming with Steve Blackman and Ken Shamrock to defeat the Nation of Domination in Unforgiven 98. Farouk pinned the Rock to win that match at Over the Edge. He unsuccessfully challenged the Rock for the IC title. After defeating with the Rock, Farouk was, was relegated to jobber of the star status. Until he turned heel again and teamed with Bradshaw to form the Acolytes in late 1998. On January 4, 1999, they abducted Dennis Knight. And the next week, he would find out why in 98, the Undertaker announced he was forming a new group known as the Ministry of Darkness. And in January 1999, the plan came to partition as the Acolytes and Midian were now a part of the Undertaker stable. They also recruited Viscera, Edge, and Christian in the group. Ministry feuded with Vincent Mann's Corporation and also Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
They were involved in abducting Stephanie McMahon as, as the undertaker tried to marry her in a black wedding. The ministry and corporate corporation would be merged into one as Shane McMahon turned on his father Vince and formed the corporate ministry of him as the mastermind behind the abduction. On May 31st, 1999, Farouk and Bradshaw defeated X-Pac and Kane to win the WWF Tag Team titles. Finally giving Farouk his first WWF title reign. Next week, Vincent Mann would join the corporate ministry after he was revealed as the higher power. Bradshaw and Farouk would then lose the titles again to the Hardy Boys on July 5th, 1999. They would recapture the titles that fully loaded. After that, the corporate ministry disbanded and the acolytes went on their own. They would drop the titles again to X-Pac and Kane, who was a team which was a team they defeated for their first tag team title reign in 1999. In late 1999, the Acolytes began to adopt a gimmick of two brawlers who enjoyed three years. Okay. The tag team the Acolytes all the WWF superstars needed help from the actual from the Acolytes who were, while they, when they when they got in trouble. At Umbridge 1999, they won the right to challenge the tag team champions in the 2000 Royal Rumble after winning the tag team out of Royal. During their match, the Acolytes and the Outlaws had a brawl at the friendly tap. The Outlaws retained the titles at the 2000 Royal Rumble in Madison Square Garden with help. They were also involved in the 2000 Royal Rumble match, but Farouk would be eliminated by the Big Boss Man, and Bradshaw would be eliminated by the New Age Outlaws after the Main Street Posse had. Brooke and Bradshaw were part of the 24-7 Hardcore title affair as Crash Holly announced the Hardcore Championship in the event 24 hours a day, seven days a week in March of 2000. They participated in the Hardcore Battle Royal at WrestleMania 16 to become Hardcore Champion. But one did not walk out with the Hardcore title as Hardcore Holly captured the belt. But the night after WrestleMania 16, they helped Crash defeat Hardcore Holly to win the Hardcore title. They, also, they were also involved in a brief feud with Triple H's faction in the spring of 2000. They would both be put out of action in 2000 as TNA injured them at no mercy, but returned it on bidding at the 2001 Royal Rumble. He injured at number four, but was eliminated by the Hardy Boys quickly. In July of 2001, the team recaptured the tag team titles over the Dudley Boys and were a part of the WWF WCW invasion angle. Where Farouk and Bradshaw and the rest of the WWF team attacked Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare at Madison Square Garden and also chased an invasion. Farouk and Bradshaw defeated Palumbo and O'Hare. They would drop the titles of DDP in Canyon. Uh, WWF WCW Angle dropped in November of 01 as WWF defeated WCW in a winner take all match at the 2001 Survivor Series. Luke and Bradshaw still continue to team up by early 02. After WrestleMania 18, both Ric Flair and Vincent Mann would still at war with one another and announced that draft lottery would be held and where teams would possibly be split up. The APA did split up. Luke was put to SmackDown while Bradshaw was put to Raw. Luke wrestled under his real name, Ron Simmons, as a terrorist group. Al Qaeda had a training camp called Al Farouk. dominating the hardcore division on Raw. He had a brief heel run with Reverend Deepmont, would take time off in December of 02. In uh, June of 03, Farouk and Bradshaw got back together by saving the Undertaker from, by, from the assault by the FBI. Madison Square Garden, their first match back with the Undertaker to defeat the FBI. Farouk and Bradshaw reformed and were introduced the first and only ballroom brawl match at Vengeance of 03. The team was split up in the 
Paul Heyman has fired hey, another match with IT Towers against the guy who hired Rikisha. career. Baruch retired from his in-ring career and accused Bradshaw of not being a faithful friend in the storyline. Yale, where he beat Eddie Guerrero to capture the WWE title in June of 2004. JBL would hold the belt in 2005 and lost the title to John Cena at WrestleMania 21. As for Simmons, he had been he had he had planned to retire due to his health and age, and become a backstage agent for the company. Was let go today, this annual aired on SmackDown. Simmons, however, made his return on TV after he talked about making some appearances while rewatching the 81 Orange Bowl on Super Sports. Mm-hmm. On October 23, 2006, he did determine that Nassina say his catch for <laughs> And what the to do, and what could, and let's see. He would and he continued to do this often in all of Shaka happenings. Directing those words, the big show to Booker, Charmel, Jonathan Coachman, Shelton Benjamin, the Spare Squad, Vistula, Vincent Mann, Kane, Lee the Murdoch, Randy Orton, William Regal, the Iron Sheik, and also others. In November of six, he returned to action and he chose him a Rick Butter Replayer to replace Roddy Piper and the survivors to take on the Spirit Squad. He was the first eliminated in the match by Countout. He also challenged Chris Masters in the Master Watch Challenge, which ended prematurely after interference from Super Crazy. Sam is also, also named the best man for Theodore Long and Crystal's wedding. In July 27, 2007, Simmons then had a brief feud with Santino Morella after Simmons had taken Maria out on a date. Ian Bradshaw also hired by Hornswoggle to help him defeat the coach and Carlito in a no-DQ handicap match. Simmons continued to do all around, and he was acknowledged as a memorable character. March 31, 2012, he was a part of the WWE Hall of Fame. At the APA on the 1,000 and back up for Lita during her match with Heath Slater. Bradshaw with a clothesline from Hill. Simmons said, while, while the crowd cheered him. He also came out to help the NWO and the New Age Outlaws in 2015 against the Ascension. He most recently appeared at the Raw 25 show attending the 2018 WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. John, that's all he's got for the rest of history and birthdays here for today. So, John, thank you very much. Damn. Exactly. And, J.D., thank you very much for the rest of the news and views here for this evening. Holy cow. Okay. Uh, 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUNDS. This is episode 501 of Revolution. Of course, this is Tuesday, May 15th, uh, 2018. Mr. Oh. W. Cat Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jerry D. Geronimo, the Human Suplex oh. Machine, the Singing Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Empress Marie Rickenbach, currently here with you here tonight. Uh, now, of course, folks. Of course, as well as we do every single Tuesday night, folks, we'll definitely be bringing here, bringing in here to you. Um, uh, of course, we are talk about last night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, we all know what we all know. What one man is probably wound up saying here, and whether well, everybody like it, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, It'll be damn, and then maybe some more. And maybe it'll be holy cow, and it won't be that. But but this man won't use the word cow, by the way. So, uh, 
Um, but let's see, let's see here. I think it was like we might have to save JD for last because he may have more to say about this. Yeah, that's man. fine. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's start with John here first. I think John's got some uh, some stuff here. Uh, John says, says, well, for the first time, he didn't watch Raw because he thought this show was boring after what he had read at, uh, at the tapings. Uh, Rollins and Owens, as far as it goes, was a good match for the IC title. Similar to that battle throughout 2016, both Bobby and KO are going to be in the main in the bank, and also my, his girl, Alexa Bliss. So, yeah, that's that's all he thinks he has to say about Raw, and he let the, he'll let the rest speak for themselves. Okay, there you go. There's John's thoughts about SmackDown. I mean, Raw, thank you very much here, J.D. I mean, John, I mean, I'll get to one of y'all in a second here. You got, you got, you got, you got peas in the pod, man. I can't tell you all tell one from the other sometimes. Fonzie, <laughs> uh, have you had a chance to catch Raw yet, sir? Yes, I did. Uh, let's hear your thoughts, please. You really want to hear my thoughts? JD oh, is going to back me up on this one. But yeah, I, think J, I think JD is going to break the ice tonight. But uh, the Raw was terrible. I mean, like, I mean, somebody took a shit or something. This is <laughs> like tonight on SmackDown. It was terrible too. They gotta, they gotta do something. This is like a piece of garbage. Seriously, and um, I, I watched a little bit of it tonight. Tonight, I did not watch SmackDown at all, and the Pirates just uh, raised the Jolly Roger and shout out the White Sox. That's the third time they've seen him in the last week, so but they, uh, lost, they lost Martin Serve, Valley. They better get them yeah. back. They need him. Yeah. Um, the hockey game last night, it was great. Uh, the basketball game was good. Uh, the G has, uh, the Warriors, <laughs> and tonight uh, Tampa Bay is winning four-one into the second. Uh, the halftime for the Cleveland game, I don't know who's winning that. Um, I'm putting that on right now, but like like JB said, he's gonna break the ice. If, uh, maybe the ranking went. 1.5, I called it last night. Um, if I'm going to give the rating 0 to 10, I'm going to say 0.5, a half a point. That's what I'm going to give the ball tonight. And maybe the SmackDown, the same thing, 0. 0.0, maybe less than that. So, uh, we'll have to down tomorrow night, but okay. Yeah, I know, but because uh, I, I read SmackDown and it was terrible tonight. So, uh, um, that's, I'm going to give that. And let's pass on the Iceman, J.D. Geronimo. I think he's got to say something tonight. So, let's. Let's hear what J.D. has to say, the Iceman. So okay. Let's, let's get him on. 
Okay. I'm going to let Ian go first before. I think there's somebody here. I think, I think he's really anxious to hear what he has to say. Uh, let me see here. Let me do one quick thing before we check. And I just now noticed this that my video has some odd reason going off. I have no idea why. So if you excuse me for just one second here, um, while we may attempt to get that back on. In the meantime, here, folks, let's just let's go ahead and I'll go ahead and and give him the give him the proper intro here. Let's so JD is going to definitely have a lot here to say. Ladies and gentlemen, this man, of course, this is a WWS Radio Network exclusive. This man, of course, every time we have a Raw, SmackDown, uh, a pay per view, or what have you. Uh, excuse me, and I have to belt. Excuse me. Uh, let's see. I can't even spell. Uh, let's see. There you go. Um, he, of course, like I said, does not does not does not let anything. Uh, go off to the wayside. He brings everything in and puts it all on the table here, folks, and just and just and just and just lets it fly big time here. And we can't wait to hear what he had to say here about, of course, uh, last night's edition of Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Iceman, Jared Drama with his edition, of course, the Raw edition of the WWS Icebreaker. <laughs> you really yeah. want to know what's going to happen, people? <laughs> I'm well, forewarning ahead of time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Roger Waters in Pink like Pink Floyd's one of their songs back in the day, however, you might want to run like hell after it's all said and done because it's going to get ugly. It's going to get very, very ugly. Let's talk about what happened last night in everyone's favorite place, jolly old London, if you will, as 17,341 fans were there. And, of course, the show began with everyone's favorite person and John's favorite, Roman Reigns. <laughs> of course, oh, Roman says that he wants a piece of gender tonight, but, of course, that is not the case because, apparently, they have decided to say he is not qualified for this, however, whatsoever, after what happened last week. So, instead, tonight, we're going to have the guitar-playing man himself, Elias, the somewhat big strong man, Bobby Lashley, and of course, everyone's favorite, the Punjabi pussy, the Maharaja meatball himself, Mr. Steroids, who decided to take his little special juice, if you will, his steroid juice, the total meathead himself, gender, total meathead, Mahal. As a result, however, Roman decided to rough him up, however, mind you, however, a couple times after Jinder decided last week it would be in his best interest to find a way to screw over Roman and piss everyone off in the process because, obviously, his mouth is on Triple H's backside and Stephanie McMahon's chest, for that matter, because, basically, he's giving Triple H one side and Stephanie the other, doing two sides at one at the same time. Because he loves to do it that way, as he is a total ass-kiss, if you ask me. Speaking of which, let's talk about the first match of the night, which was probably the best match of the night by far. Seth Rollins, the architect who shows more of his class in the IC Championship reign than anyone has done lately, 
and that's no not, and that is a knock on the Miz, Michelle. And I don't mean to be mean by saying this about your boy, the Miz, but guess what? I think Rollins is doing a little bit better than your boy, the Miz, when it comes to holding that icy title lately. I think even though Miz had his brief reign and has boyfriends, even who I will talk about shortly, however, had to help him at every turn. I think Rollins has done a little bit better in holding that icy title lately than Miz has lately. But anyway, he takes on another guy who basically has his mouth on the authority's backside and chest, and that is the crybaby himself, Kevin Owens, if you will. As a result, Rollins ends up winning here in a very good opening contest. However, that was arguably the match of the night. But then we go to a back hello thing, however, that happened earlier in the day. As we hear, apparently, Charlotte and apparently Rondo were there talking, when all of a sudden, who shows up but Nia Jax, the irresistible force, the 270-pounder, however, who is making a challenge of all things, however, to Ronda Rousey. And, of course, we see Ronda accept the challenge here. Gee, who thought of that? Let me think about it. Oh, that's right. Of course, it was Vince, Hunter, and Stephanie, the total three-headed idiots. And, of course, everyone's fair buck to be for himself. Kevin Dunn, because right now we're going to see Nia Jax, all 270 pounds of her, probably squash poor little Ronda, however, to power and show that basically, however, they are not thinking what's best for business. Speaking of best for business, of course, we then see, apparently, however, Angle is on the telephone talking to someone when he shows up, but the Mrs. Flunkies himself, the Axeman himself, and of course everyone's favorite Bo Lever himself, the little kiss hand, Bo Dallas. What are you doing? I'm just chilling. Hold on until I'm done and then you can sing. I want to get this out. Sorry, man. Anyway, next we have the lone wolf, Baron Corbin, taking on the glorious one, Bobby Roode, taking on everyone's favorite, Adam Rose, wannabe, No Way Jose and his stupid congats. Boy, this was very exciting. Boy, it just put a smile on my face, didn't it? Well, I'm glad to see Bobby Roode get his ticket punched to Money in the Bank. And I'll tell you right now, you can hear, you're going to hear it from me firsthand tonight. And if Michelle was here tonight, she would back me, I'm sure, as well. You're looking right now at maybe the next Money in the Bank champion right now. And if they don't do that, however, then that is total BS. Speaking of BS, we then see Owens complain to Kurt Angle like a little bitch baby that he is and says he deserves a rematch against Seth Rollins. He then threatens to call Stephanie McMahon and tells him that basically Kurt Teller that he's going to tell on him for not doing his job. Gee, why don't you have your head up Stephanie's ass in Hunter's face a little bit more there, KO? Why don't you continue to be a little crybaby that you are because you're a whiny little bitch? Speaking of which, let's go to the next suck match of the evening. Oh, that's right. It's everyone's favorite new team, the B-Team, with the Axeman and Bo Dallas taking on Brizongo. And what happens? Oh, yeah, the Mrs. Flunkies beat Tyler Breeze and Vandango, and the fans are chanting B-Team in London. Personally, if I was there, I'd be chanting D-Team, not B-Team, as in douchebag team, because they are douchebags. Because right now, they don't know what to do with them except putting them in stupid, lame stories like this and wasting their talent, referring to Axel and Dallas. 
Personally, I think Axel has more charisma than Dallas, in my opinion, and they are just totally continuing to piss all over him like a campfire little girl, if you ask me. Speaking of girls, let's get to the women's match next. Sasha Banks, the queen of the cat lady herself, and of course the war empress herself, Amber Moon, taking on, of course, everyone's favorite mean girls, the Riot Squad, consisting of Sarah Country Logan, Liv Morgan, the blonde bimbo who has a blue tongue and blonde hair and looks like a total nimrod as Harley Quinn, and of course, the Page 2.0 wannabe herself with tats and piercings, thinking she's a page and then some Ruby Riot. What happens? Oh yeah, Sasha and Eddie and Ember win that one. Next, of course, we see a tag match involving everyone's favorite tag team, the Max Cady of the WWE, Bray Wyatt, with his boy, everyone's favorite wonderful Woken Warrior himself, the Nimrod Matt Hardy, taking on the revival of Dash and Dawson. And what happens? Oh yeah. Just like Brizongo, however, they continue to bury the revival because obviously they have nothing for them to do and they continue to waste them and basically make them look like idiots as they end up losing this match in a non-title matchup to a guy who is a total nimrod in Matt Hardy with this whole Woken thing and of course Bray Wyatt who continues to be a very creepy but also a very strange partner of Matt Hardy's. I mean, I don't think... I mean, apparently everyone keeps saying, oh, he is seen... The light tower. He has been finally woken. Yeah, that's why, because you're making him look like a total and stupid Nimrod by teaming him with Matt Hardy here. This is absolutely ridiculous. And speaking of ridiculous, let's go to one of my favorite wrestlers who is still one of my favorites, even though he is a total Nimrod in every sense of the word, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn continues to just run his mouth and say, I have vertigo. I have this and that. And I think everyone, however, should say I look like Prince Harry. Okay, first off, you don't. Second off, you're just like your boy Kevin Owens, a total douchebag, complaining, whining, and bitching, and pissing, and moaning about everything. But what do you do? Oh, that's right. You decide to insult the fans' intelligence and everyone's intelligence in the process by saying, basically, Bobby Lashley is like you and he's copying after you. And that next week, you'll embarrass Bobby Lashley by bringing his three sisters out there because apparently, however, they have a story to tell next week. And basically, however, you'll expose Bobby Lashley for who he is while bringing his sisters next week to Raw in Albany. To quote Matt Hardy, wonderful, we're back to lame, stupid Vince Russo booking 1999 with this bullshit. Yay, I'm so excited about this. Anyway, let's go to the next women's matchup, of course, mind you, which of course consists of the Huggable Bailey, of course, Mickey the Country Girl James, and everyone's favorite little mean girl, the five-foot little shrimp herself, the blonde bimbo herself, Harley Quinn 2.0, Miss Boobs herself, Alexa Mitchie Bliss. And of course, what happens? Oh, yes. Let's give Alexa Bliss the mean girl victory because, once again, it's so deserving that she deserves another opportunity because she can use to play the mean girl bitch so very well. And in the process, they screw Mickey over. 
As far as Bailey goes, I think it's time for Bailey to hop the first train back to Florida. I mean, they are just continuing to waste her every week, however, and it is not getting any better. But as far as Mickey goes, I am surprised that Mickey did not pop her in her good friend in the mouth when she should have, because I think it would have been nice to see. But no, obviously not, however. They just decided to say, oh, let's put Alexa in. Because, obviously, we need a stupid blonde bimbo who's a total you-know-what, however. And I'm not going to say the word, however, but you know where I'm going with it, however. And it's kind of the nastiest word of the words, however. It begins with a C, and uh, let's just say it's a cat. And, but I'm just going to say the cat word. Then be PG about but you know where I'm going with it, and it's not cat, what I'm saying. Because, obviously, she continues to be, every, for the last several months, continue to have her head up. Also, Triple H and Stephanie and Vince's took us, if you will. Let's talk about our next match. Braun Strowman and Finn versus the Double D duo of Drew and Dolph. I know I'm not talking about chess duo, mind you. I'm talking about a beast, however, who continues to run roughshod over everyone and who almost knocked McIntyre into the first row and all the way into Trafalgar Square and all the way down into the Thames River. Unfortunately, he did not do that, but of course Dolph Ziggler had basically, however, to have have a little help thanks to his buddy McIntyre who basically distracted Finn long enough to roll up a cheap win. As a result, we saw what happened after when the Grays Royal Royal Trophy was basically broken. But I will say this, and I have said this before, and I will say it again, and I will keep on saying it until everyone hears the sound of my voice. And I'm sure Michelle might agree with me. She might not agree with me. You might all not agree with me as well, or you might agree with me out there as well. But for God's sake, would somebody please remove Dolph Ziggler away from Drew McIntyre? Dolph is nothing more like a whiny arrogant, ponytail little douche who basically had his career stalled for the longest time because of injuries and other issues with management. And now they're thinking, oh, this is so great. His career has been saved now that he's teaming up with Drew McIntyre. I would just love to see Drew McIntyre take his skinny little rumpus neck and twist it off like a human pretzel and just basically spit blood in it. But no, that's not going to happen yet because they're going to continue these guys for a little while longer because they think this is a great idea of putting these two together. Personally, I think McIntyre is the sole and MVP of that team, and it is not Dolph Ziggler. And I think everyone would agree with me on that. Now let's go, however, to hear what happened after that. Oh, yes. We see Roman take out, apparently, Jinder Mahal again, as Jinder says that he's going to compete, however, and Kurt wants him to compete, however. But Jinder Mahal says he'll keep on competing, however, mind you, however. He'll try to give it a go, however, despite the fact that he is still complaining that Roman basically had no right to do what he did. Well, gee, maybe you had no right to uh, screw Roman out of his opportunity and have your head up Vince's ass last week by basically screwing him out of his opportunity there, Jinder. Oh, that's right. There's another thing you haven't done yet. Probably take your little annual piss test yet because obviously you don't have the balls to do it because you know you would fail if you did. But of course you won't don't take your test obviously or you rarely take your drug test at all because you know that basically if you did take a test they would find to suspend you. So right now you can just continue to be basically little bitch boy Mahal. Speaking of bitches, let's talk about the main event now. Bobby Lashley and Elias versus the third person. We were wondering who would it would be. And who did it turn out to be? Oh, yes. That's right. The little crybaby tattletale himself, K. 
Kevin Owens. Once again, Kevin Owens just loving to kiss up to Stephanie and Hunter and Vince and basically blow them at every opportunity by sticking his big nose into a matter that doesn't concern him, but somehow involves him because, once again, they were short on talent, and they figure after having a great first match earlier in the night and after whining and bitching to Stephanie and Hunter on the telephone like a little child, saying, it's not fair, it's not fair, I should be giving it a chance. Once again, you basically show, however, like I said before, Howard, you like to give both Hunter and Stephanie the front and back way in a big time way because you obviously love to kiss their ass and do other things to them as well just to be a little bitch and also get your own little way and what happens oh yeah you had your little boyfriend Sammy Zane come out and help you because basically you didn't have the balls to do it by yourself because Sammy decided to strike Bobby and in the process however basically help you get a spot in money in the bank Bravo, Kevin. Bravo, Sammy. I'm sure you guys will get a nice little extra paycheck this week from Hunter and Stephanie because you love to kiss their ass and basically blow them at every opportunity. So, in conclusion, folks, once again, I can say that Raw, as in the case, been for quite some time, been nothing more than a pile of human feces crap. And as far as SmackDown goes, oh, I'm going to have a plenty lot more to say about that tomorrow night, just like I did with this show. But as Fonzie said so elegantly, I can say best in one summarization. As far as the rating of this show, to quote John Vernon in Animal House, this show was worth a 0.0. Way to go, WWE. Way to piss off your fans in Europe this week and also piss off the basically general public because now with five weeks ago you were showing once again you have one thing and one thing you don't have one thing in common and that is no balls to fire your own writing team including that bucktooth little beaver who has been working with you for 25 years Vince Howard Kevin Dunn because you think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread what does that tell you it shows basically you and the rest of the front office of the WWE have no balls to make any changes whatsoever because you have no spine, no backbone, and most of all, no heart. Woo! Whoa! Uh, let's like let's clear everybody's throat on that one. Everybody <laughs> just, well... JD, uh, like I said, very as you as you said, very eloquently put put tonight in your and of course your raw version raw edition of the WWS Icebreaker tonight. Thank you very much. However, we did have one person that kind of commented on that. I did not want to interrupt you, JD, while That's you fine. were talking. Well, that one person, believe it or not, was MLD. Ah. Is she with us she right came now? came on the live video feed on Dynasty, and uh, while you were talking, she actually said three things here. First off, um, I'm not sure what this was in reference to, uh, but she first off said, blah, 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 J.D. <laughs> Second of all, she had uh, five smiley faces that was laughing so hard that they were crying. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and the third one, it might have been after JD you mentioned something about it might have been about something about Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, I'm not sure. But uh so if I get this wrong, my apologies. But anyway, I will say what the third comment is. The third comment is 
No, 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 don't make me come on and B-I-T-C-H slap you, J.D. All right, let me answer this, okay. Michelle, if you're still out there and listening, I would like you to call in right now, and like I said, I have said so elegantly, however, and you know I back McIntyre the whole way. I do not back Ziggler, but I will back McIntyre, and I think it's time that basically Drew McIntyre slapped that little blonde ponytail face of him, kick him to the curb, and go on his own. He can do so much better on his own than have Dolph basically be his lackey. He has so much more potential than Dolph, if you ask me. I think you would agree, and like I said, I know you and I agree to disagree, and we do that for fun, but you have got to admit also, and I'm sure you may have seen the show, you may not have seen the show, but like I said, you can say that once again, however, and I'm sure you probably saw SmackDown 2 tonight, maybe, that these guys are absolutely showing in the writing staff, and basically the whole WWE front office right now at this time has the tiniest little balls around trouble. They have no spine, no background, and basically, they don't give a crap about us, us fans. They continue to insult the fans' intelligence week after week after week. And John actually just commented about what you just said, J.D., uh, saying, are you po- poking the hornet's nest? <laughs> no, I'm not poking the hornet's nest. No, I'm not poking the hornet's nest. I think it's, I mean, I'm telling it like it is, and I'm not afraid to pull a punch on it. And I, I said earlier, I mean, I mean, I know... She would, I mean, if, like I said, if she wants to come on and uh, have, a, have, a, have a, like I said, a, uh, like I said, an open debate, I'm, I'm fair game. And if she wants to save for tomorrow night for uh, number 99 or uh, tomorrow night, then so be it. But like I said, I just think, and like I said before, John will agree, Bonzi, you, we all agree to disagree on a lot of things, but you have got, to, we've talked about before, they have got to get better writing. They are absolutely hurting in every sense of the word. Right now, it's five weeks to money in the bank. Are you going to continue to just write same old, same old lane television for the next five weeks? Because if you are, there's going to be a lot of people who are just going to be going off like me who are, will have a lot to say. Wow. Well, I say we'll definitely have to wait and see what all happens with that. But, uh, but uh, like I said, MLD, like I said, JD has laid out, laid out the gauntlet here after she so you, I told her, I told her, I said right now, I said, if she wants to call in right now and uh, have this discussion, I'm willing to accept it right now. Okay, so Michelle, if you're, if you're listening, um, and uh, she's not on the live video right now, uh, but if you are listening, uh, J.D. Has, has made the challenge. Uh, and if not, and if not tonight, then we'll do this tomorrow. Oh, might make an interesting topic for debate. Yeah. This might make it a very good topic for debate tomorrow night. And do you have something to talk about? Yeah, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. And if, if she can't do it tonight, then if she wants to come on tomorrow night, yes. I'm just glad, and I think Michelle would agree. I think one thing we'll talk about, one thing I'm very happy to see, that finally that little Jersey Shore stripping one of the blonde bimbo is going to get what's coming to her when she basically has her arm and leg, well, her arm's, Basically separated from her and then some at Money in the Bank. Oh well, we'll have to wait and see what all happens with that. So, but like I said, but we'll, 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 we will continue to monitor here for the next few minutes if MLD does come on. And, to, uh, quote, to quote Zach Ryder, "Woo, woo, woo," you know it. And John says all he's got to say is call nine one one. 
<laughs> Don, it's okay. You can, if you want to run like hell now, like I said, everyone they can't, people. I'm giving you forewarning, people. If you want to run like hell right now after what I said tonight, fine. So be it. But I'm telling you right now, I wasn't afraid to tell you how I really felt tonight, people. Believe me. Well, folks, like I said, there you have it there, J.D. Thank you very much for your icebreaker here tonight. Uh, like I said, we got about this uh, uh, 2.36 p.m. right here. This is Tuesday, May 15, 2018, episode 501 of Revolution 1724, 444 7444. Uh, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinchel, the Ice Manager, D. Geralmo, the Human Super John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie. Uh, we we did have the Empress Emory Rickenbach on a little while ago. Of course, we uh, of course, we now had we had to reestablish the live video feed. Uh, I'm sure she'll be back up here momentarily. Uh, like I said, uh, we did have a brief visit on our live video feed, the new one from uh, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. So we'll just have to wait and see what all happens here uh, with that um, here in the next little while. But of course, if not tonight, here, folks, then you can better believe that tomorrow night on Wrestling Debate, they'll definitely be throwing this. They'll be They'll be, um, they'll be throwing that out there. Speaking of the debate, I want to tell everyone ahead of time that tomorrow night we will be hitting one episode away from history. Number 99, Howard, will be tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. 100 is one week from tomorrow night. Oh, my goodness. We'll definitely be watching out for that. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. We're in a lot of milestones during the radio network here this week, folks. Is the, of course, the last few weeks here, folks. All of our small episodes already hitting hitting 100. Of course, the big one, Revolution, hitting 500 last week. The whole network itself hitting three years uh, last Sunday. Indeed. Uh, we'll, see, we'll, we'll, we'll pack tonight. We'll pack Thursday night. We'll hit number 150. So, so a lot of milestones are popping up here, folks. We'll definitely have to see what all happens here with that. Well, guys, we have about... Uh, we have a few moments here. I say we, uh, I say we uh, kind of. Um, hmm. well, let me see here. Uh, I say we we do a little. Uh, uh, hmm. Wrestling with your rather question. All right. Uh, of course, let me uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see if we have anything about that. Uh, uh, no, that, that, that one. Did that one already, no. Uh. Chad. Yeah? Uh, well, go ahead. We, we, whatever you got to say, then, uh, we might have to discuss about something. So, uh. Go ahead. What you got to say? Then uh, we can continue whatever before uh, the night is over. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, um, let me see why I tried to why I tried to find. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, I'll tell you what. 
<laughs> yes, John, one hand is optional. And John said no comment, so I'm going to have to choose one here. Uh, the arrow is going to... Oh my God. No, no, not me. 38% said have your mom or dad catch you masturbating. 62% said you catching your mom or dad masturbating. Oh, my oh God. God. All right, JD, if you had, JD, if you rather had to be stuck with one, with one, with one for five years, would you rather have to give a graphic naked picture of yourself to everyone you meet? Or give up sex. No comment. Okay. Now you make me do it again here. That cursor goes to. I don't know where. Hold on, wait a minute. Uh, Have to give a graphic naked picture of yourself to everyone you meet. Forty-two percent said. Forty-two percent said that. Fifty-eight percent said give up sex. Oh my God. No murder tonight. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Fonzie, would you rather end a chat or wait for the other person to end it? Uh, when did the other person end it? Okay. 56% said end it yourself. 44% said wait for the other person to do it. Oh, get out of here. Fonzie. John, would you rather live with no internet or shoes? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a real good one. <laughs> and we can tell you right now it is uh, Tampa off still 4-1 to one with 340 to go. So Tampa's going yeah. to get their first win here. And Cleveland's only down six now late in the fourth quarter. No, losing. Yeah, they're down six. Uh, excuse me, we're looking for sex. <laughs> John said internet. Um, 28% said they would rather live with no internet. 72% said they'd rather live with no shoes. Oh. Okay. JD, you're up next. Would you, oh. rather, would you rather receive an awkward compliment or give an awkward compliment? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, wow. Huh. I can't, I can't think there. That's that's a tough one. Um, Always receive or give. I mean, it's pretty much as well. I would say give the awkward comments. You know, it'd be tough. I, I hate to say that, but I would. You know, you know. Twenty-five percent said give. Seventy-five percent said receive. Okay, Fonzie, would you rather? Love love movies that everybody hates, or hate movies that everybody loves. Uh, what kind of movies? Just movies, period. What what's ah. about movies? Would you ah. rather love movies that everybody oh. else? What is it? I'm sorry. Oh, scary movies. Well, it didn't say which type. All it said was just movies in general is what it's saying. Uh, Love movies everybody hates or hate movies everybody loves? I'm going to go for the first one. Love movies everybody hates. 
Which, guys, i got to tell you this. A picture to have above that is showing a picture of Lindsay Lohan playing Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, 64% said love movies everybody hates. 36% said hate movies everybody loves. Good one, Very good. Uh, John, here's yours. Would you rather sit in a crowded mall and wave to random strangers or stare at random strangers? <laughs> On the picture above where it says stare at random strangers is a picture of Nicolas Cage with big glazed eyes. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> and the other one looks like a cartoon guy from Hawaii or waving with sunglasses. Ah! That reminds me of JD. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Let's see. Hey, hey, John says, no, no, John, wave at random strangers or stare at random strangers is the question. So, in other words, wave or stare. I'm glad one of them wasn't masturbated in front of the program. <laughs> 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 oh, look, look, look about our orange Julius. Someone's pulling out their straw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. John says stare. Um, 64% said, said wave. 36% said stare. Okay. Uh, uh, John, I mean, J.D., would you rather be shy but have a really big package or outgoing but having a, a really small package? No <laughs> comment. No. <laughs> the, one, the, first, the first one I said, the picture above it, is a guy, I think they're at his pool party or something, is a guy staring at two girls. Is behind is behind two girls. Their her their backs turned to him. They're wearing sw- uh, swimsuits, and he's sitting there in his swim trunks with a boner. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, outgoing but have a really small package. JD, I cannot believe that. Seventy-eight uh, percent <laughs> said shy but have a really big package. Twenty-two percent said outgoing but have a really small package. Oh, sick. And being like Lex Luger and have the total package. <laughs> okay, that's true. Uh, Fonzie, would you yeah. rather only would you rather only be able to laugh at the wrong times or never be able to laugh again? Um, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Ooh. Okay, I chose for you. Only be able to laugh at the wrong times. Okay. 71% said that. 29% said never be able to laugh again. John, if you were having a private conversation with someone and another friend approaches, you would postpone your conversation and welcome the third person. It's moving old Or turn your back as a hint that he or she is not welcome. You would welcome the third person. 
which, by the way, above that is a picture of an axe. Well, I'll ask me why, but it's a picture of an axe. Uh, 71% what said welcome to third person. 29% said turn your back as a hint that he or she is not welcome. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see, J.D., you're up next. J.D., if you said something really dumb in class and everyone laughed, laughed, L-A-U-G-H-E-D, you yeah. would either die of embarrassment, shrug it off, no big deal, or laugh with everyone else but get upset. The latter, get upset and uh, let everyone laugh. Laugh with everyone else and get upset. Is that what you said? Okay. 48% said said die of embarrassment, shrug it off, no big deal. 2% said laugh with everyone else and get upset. And someone said in the comments right there beside it said flip them off. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fonzie, which can you relate to more? And listen very carefully to this. Sitting on a train or bus and there's another one outside, one of the vehicles starts to move, and you can't tell which one is moving, yours or the other one, or talking to yourself, thinking no one's looking, but they are. Neither. Neither one. You would not relate to either one of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I picked the one about sitting on a train or a bus. Um, Okay. 49% 49% said that. 51% said talking, singing, or dancing to yourself, thinking no one's looking, but they are. Oh, God, he's serious. John, would you rather be four foot five or seven foot seven? <laughs> In other words, would you rather be tall, close to Bobby's height? Or would you rather be short like Ann? No offense, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> uh, John John says he'd rather be seven foot seven. Okay. Fifty one percent said they'd rather only be four foot five. The Ann believe it or not, guys, Ann is four foot eleven. I said that before. Yeah, you said that earlier. Uh, let's see. Uh, AD, what would you do when you're talking to someone and they have bad breath? Would you give them something? Would you give them something to make their breath smell better, like gum, mints, snacks, etc.? Yeah. yeah. Not let them know that you're aware of their, of their bad breath, or bluntly tell them that their breath stinks. Give them the gum and mints. Give them the gum. Okay. Yeah, good choice there. Good choice. 75% said that. 25% said they would bluntly tell them that their breasts stank. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Fonzie, would you, would you, would, let's see. This is, I think, this question I think is aimed might be towards. Uh, Let's see, to guys. How we do it. Two girls. Okay. Would you rather, to the guys, to and uh, your significant other, to the girls, have genitals that are seven inches long with a girth of an inch, or an inch long with a girth of seven inches? 
Neither. <laughs> you want me? You don't want a big pepper? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I said seven inches long with the girth of an inch. 73% said that. 27% said an inch long with the girth of seven inches. <laughs> Y'all are going to laugh at this one for John. John, here's yours. John, would you rather kiss a monkey or a slimy toad? <laughs> Okay, I'm back. Okay. Uh, John, this one, J.D., this one right here is for John. His was, would you rather kiss a monkey or a slimy toad? Uh, And he said he'd he'd rather kiss his, I mean, kiss a monkey. I don't know why I said kiss. <laughs> okay. He said monkey. 86% said monkey. 14% said a slimy toad. And then when he was saying he was spanking it. Okay. Oh, J.D., you sick. Mm. Okay, J.D., here's one for you. Would you rather go to a backyard barbecue and discover that your gynecologist is your friend's parent or awkwardly bump into someone you know you're nervous first time at a nude beach? The ladder, the new beach thing. The new ah. beach. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Scott Wagner beat uh, freaking Mango and uh, Laura Ellsworth, and he's going to run for uh, the uh, Tom Wolf Hour in, in November. Hour. He won the election today. Who did? Scott Wagner, that guy, how, uh, the millionaire, how, who's, I guess he's going to run for... Uh, hey, like a, Wagner, Pennsylvania governor, and then the guy from Braddock, the mayor, that guy, that Fetterman, who's running for the vote, lieutenant governor spot, you know which I'm talking about, that Fetterman guy? Uh-huh. Yeah, Braddock mayor, uh, Fetterman pulls off the win in the lieutenant governor's race. He pulled off the upset tonight. And he pulled off his pants. <laughs> no, this guy, I mean, Braddock is like a steel, old steel mill town, and this guy, I mean, has had a lot of people, uh, like I said, a lot of people backing him, and he is going to be, the hopefully, be our next lieutenant governor in Pennsylvania, believe it or not. You say Wagner? Wagner won today for the... Yeah, for, what's the first name? Uh, Scott Wagner. Scott? Yeah, is, that like. Chelsea, is that Chelsea's uh, dad, Chelsea Wagner? I think so, yeah. I believe so, yeah. Chelsea's Wagner, I, that, that's familiar. Yeah, I've heard that name before, too. And, and the guy from, the mayor from Braddock Hour, who was running, and you've seen him on the news lately, the guy with the bald head, Fetterman. Yeah, yeah. He Yeah, he won the lieutenant governor tonight. He pulled off the upset. He won. Okay. Uh, JD, here is yours right here. You you picked the one about the nude beach. Fifty three percent said they would go to rather they would rather go to a backyard barbecue and discover that their gynecologist is their friend's parent, while forty seven percent said they would awkwardly would awkwardly bump into someone you they knew and uh, uh, their nervous first time at a nude beach. Uh, okay, we'll go around one more time here, guys, and then uh, we'll... They're playing rubber tucky. You're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Bonza, here's yours. Would you rather 
meet your friend's new boyfriend, girlfriend, and realize in the past that you've dated or slept with this person. Or have one of your parents revealed that they've dated one of your boyfriend or girlfriend's parents before you were born. The first one. Meet your friend's new boyfriend, girlfriend, and realize in the past you've dated or slept with that person. Okay. 54% said that, while 46% said the other. Uh, see, John, what is more awkward? When someone waves at you and you respond back, but the gesture wasn't directed at you, or when you say goodbye to a friend, but you both depart in the same direction? That direction, not erection. <laughs> oh, he's talking about the moving one here, okay? All right, 60, 60% said waves at you and you respond back, but the gesture wasn't directed at you. 40% said when your friend says goodbye to a friend, you say goodbye to a friend, you both depart in the same direction. Excuse me. Uh, JD, would you rather shout, I kill people to feel joy whenever you see the police, or whisper, I touch myself at night whenever you see your parents? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Neither, no comment. There you go, good. Okay, I'll choose for you, and the one I choose is... Shout, I kill people to feel joy whenever you see the police. Oh, what? So this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what you're hearing right now, hold on. Can I think about you while I'm in the tub? I guess so. Awesome. I'll even go lefty tonight. Hey, you sick man. Okay. Uh forty seven percent said they would kill they, they would shout shout that to the police. Fifty three percent said whisper I touch myself at night whenever you see your parents. Ew. Ew. Fonzie, Fonzie, would you rather go naked your whole life or only be able to wear a clown costume? <laughs> A lot of good news. Oh. <clears throat> okay. All right. <laughs> Guys, believe it or not, it's a tie. 50% said they'd rather go naked their whole life. 50% said they'd rather be only be able to wear a clown costume. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's tied. John, is it more awkward to wave at someone you think you know but actually don't? Or holding the door open for someone far away and forcing them to run over. Hey, down the down the float. Uh, no, what you're to see. Huh? Oh, come on, take, take a look at this. So what you're fighting to see, this is the total. This is the total. This What 
35% said that, 65% said have someone ask you a question and you respond to them just as you, just as you realize they weren't talking to you. <laughs> okay. And ladies and gentlemen, we all know John John gets a phone here at the diner every time a waitress calls him hung. <laughs> well, you know what that means. He's well hung. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay. We're picking, John. We're picking. Okay. Uh, guys, uh, anything else you wish to add before we call it an evening? JD, let me ask you first. Nope. Just get ready for uh, 90 in the morning. Okay, thank you, thank you, JD. Fonzie, anything you wish to add, sir? Uh, yeah, did you forget about something? Uh, I think I know what you were referring to here, and 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 John said for he didn't have anything else to add, and so John is already left for the evening. Thank you very much, John. Yes, uh, I was reminded of that yesterday. Yes, uh, I do thank Fonzie, and also have to thank Ann for for thank, thanking me on this. Um, here, folks, like I said, here in WWUS, one one thing that really keeps us going is the people that pop on here and 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 make every single contribution well known here to our to our cause. In, in whatever in whatever we're talking about here, and mostly, of course, obviously wrestling. I mean, we bring up other subjects here as well. We talk about sports, talk about other, of course, pop pop culture things going on. We just we just have casual conversations. A lot of times off the air, sometimes on the air, just like right here. But there are there are some times where some there there may be uh, there may be there may be some that is not uh, that may be. Uh, <coughs> Uh, and a lot of our folks may have different emotions about different things here and there. Uh, and first off, ladies and gentlemen, I've always been thankful for everyone who has come on here and made who has and made every single contribution they have. And, and that means, regardless of how big or how small that is, and of course, this is from my perspective here, folks. They have made an impact here at WWUS, no doubt about it, no question whatsoever. One of these folks here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, of course, Gerard, Michelle, JD, John, and you know, all everyone that I've mentioned there, of course, including some of our folks who don't pop who are not on here once in a while, have made in some form or another contributions, you know, ever so possible. But there is one gentleman right here. Who's with us here? About who's with us here about every day, regardless of it's on Raw Radio on Monday afternoons, uh, yeah. whether it's Wrestling Revisited, whether it's Wrestling Debate, uh, and of course right here Revolution and Wolfpack. Uh, just whenever you know he's able to come on here, he is. He has definitely become one of those who has been truly dedicated to the cause. Um, and of course, like I said, without him, we wouldn't be able to get as far as we have. I mean, right now, even as I, I did but prior to coming on here, I did double-check an account with iTunes. We are about uh, 20 episodes away from hitting 1,600. So we are, we are, we're, I'm talking about the entire network here, folks, all of the shows, not just Revolution, but all of them. Um, and, of course, there's one gentleman here who has been, who has been on, a, on, a, on, a, on a good chunk of them here, not just Revolution or Bullpat money, but, of course, while radio 
and also several others here in the past. And ladies and gentlemen, one person and we are very grateful here that he has made he has made he has he has made this made every contribution possible. And folks, I'm referring to of course the Heartbreak Kid Fund. Uh, of course, you know that's why you know, like I said, keep in mind in every way, shape, or form, he brings a lot to the table. And 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 you know and and and, but and everybody does it. Everybody brings something to the table in their own unique way. And Fonzie is definitely one of those who who proudly, who definitely, and most certainly proudly brings brings this brings every everything that he possibly can 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 muster to to our calls here. And you know what he does is you know. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be huge. It can be one or two little words, and that would still make a big impact, in my personal opinion. So there's no question, no doubt about it. Like I said, that we are eternally grateful here in WWUS and also outside of outside of the call. We're very grateful for a gentleman such as such as Fonzie here. Who has made, who is, who is, who in his own unique way, has made different contributions in one, and as JD says, in more ways than one, to our cause here. And Fonzie, like I said, on, every, on behalf of everyone here in uh, WWUS, <clears throat> of course, like I said, I've been, I've been, I started this a while back, and of course, I continue to try. We all continue to strive and thrive and all. Even like I said, through a lot of personal ideas and all, but uh, of course everybody had brings me some ideas to the table, and I'm always always very thankful for whatever anybody has to say or or do or whatever like that. But like I said, Fonzie, we are eternally eternally grateful in WWUS for everything that you do, and we want you to continue to do your very very best. And 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 in all in all your future endeavors, not just in WWUS, but of course, out, outside outside of it, of course, like I said, and and what and, and whatever and whatever wherever whatever the journey the road leads, whatever journey the road leads you to, and by all means, by all means, finally continue to come on as many times as as much as you can. Of course, here in WWUS, we are you are always welcome. The welcome mat's always out right there for you. And we always have a chair sitting here around here around around the the radio network table here for you to sit back and enjoy our our talks and conversations and laughs and cries and all that good stuff. So always feel always know there, bud. As just emphasize, emphasize what I have continued to say as to what the U.S. and WWUS stand for, stands for and JD, especially him and. Tom and Gerard and Michelle, everybody, everybody has heard me say multiple times over that the U.S. simply means united standing. And that's just not a catchphrase here, folks. That is the absolute God honest truth here. I mean, this is coming from some, this is, this is coming from somebody right here who all he wanted, all he wanted to do was, was talk wrestling and make an impact. But here, of course, three years later, look what happens. He has, he has brought together the best group of wrestling fans, the best group of people. You know, I mean, that's we're all far away. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are. But that doesn't mean, like I said, friendship, honor, respect, and love do not know any distances whatsoever. 
And, of course, like I said, we have spread all around here, uh, of course, from Canada to New York to Pennsylvania to Virginia, Oklahoma, Illinois, Arkansas, and, of course, right here in the home base of WWS right here in North Carolina. You know, we are all over the place, and we're going to continue to strive and thrive to stay all over the place here. Because, like I said, we, we try, we're doing our best to expand out there a little bit further, and we are thankful for that we're able to do that. So, anyway, finally, again, back to what I'm saying. Just know out here, just know, bud, that you have a group of folks here, myself, you know, Gerard, Michelle, J.D., John, Ann, Bobby, and I'm sure a lot of other folks here who may not, you may not have talked to and met personally, but who have also been a part of the cause and who do what they can to try to be back on here again and be a part and, and, and be a part of this. You are an essential element. You are an, you are an essential brick in the WWS Foundation. And most importantly, you are you are a as certainly a cornerstone in the in the in the in, in the foundation that is of course the W the, the WWS family. Of course, we would we you would have had an opportunity to become a several time trivia champion and holding several different belts here, or become a Hall of Famer in the process if you did not. If, if you did not, you know, bring in whatever, everything that you have contributed, you know, over the last over the last little while that you have been a part that you've been a part with us. <clears throat> so, Fonzie, you are well respected here. You are well loved here, and you and for as long as you're able, you are able to be a part a part here with us. You are, like I said, you are now an essential part of this, and you have nothing to fear at all whatsoever in terms of. I need friends or family because you've got one right here. Thank you, Chad, JD, John, the Black Widow, Michelle, and Anne, uh, Giarte, uh, Gerard, from yeah. uh, Toronto, Canada, where my half of my family is from Toronto, Winnipeg. Um, I've I'm just shocked. Uh, I got a wonderful group of people like JD. I never met JD until maybe what three years ago. Yeah, about two three years ago. Yeah, not right. Um, he invited me to the park game, and he saw he saw something, you know, very scary. That that one day, um, I actually want to pass out and fall on the floor on um, concrete after the game was over. Um, he called the the staff, event staff, and they brought me in uh, the first aid at PNC Park. Um, if it was not for him, honestly, I would have probably uh, won't won't be here talking with you guys. If it was not for JD that night, um, I had uh, a mini stroke 
like, not mini, yeah, a mini stroke, and I was on the monitor for, at Christmas Eve. Uh, I went to Mercy, and they gave me a monitor. I was there for, uh, yeah, one night, and the next day I went home, they gave me a heart monitor, and I had a heart monitor on me, and my heartbeat was low. And if it, uh, um, it's supposed to be 90 to 95 heartbeat. Mine was 40 to 45. Um, if it was not for JD, I won't be here talking to you guys and be a Hall of Fame of 2017, a two-time champion and a new champion. Um, yeah. So, J.D., thank you for for helping me that night. No uh, appreciate it. Seriously. And, you know, um, and then I think we first met was at the Fox House. Remember you yeah. let me come to yeah. Fox House with you and watch yes. 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 Uh, yes. one of the pay-per-views. Yes, that's right. And yes. you waited for me, for my dad to pick me up. Yeah. And I yeah. appreciate that. I was not that far from my uncle, my parent, my grand, my uncle. Yeah. It was like right down the street. Yeah. Now, um, please... Uh, say a prayer for my uncle. He's been in a in the hospital past two weeks now, since yeah. yesterday on Monday. Uh, he was complaining about stomach. He was uh, about the stomach hurting, and every time he eat, he threw up. Yeah. So they went to uh, the X-ray, and they find out he had a stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a major surgery done. Uh, he fought leukemia first, skin cancer first, second. Now this, now the third cancer, which is, is in the stomach. Uh, they did a major surgery operation. It took four hours to do. Uh, right now he's okay. But now he has to do the whole over again, the chemo treatment again, the whole shambang again. Hmm. Um, so keep the thoughts and prayers for him, my uncle. And JD, thank you for saving my life. I appreciate that. If it was not for you, JD, maybe I would have been with my mom up in the heaven. You're welcome. Um, and I appreciate that, uh, Chad. Thank you for uh, for a wonderful uh, talk. I know Anne was gonna. I know you forgot the other night, month last night. But I appreciate that. I have a wonderful friend um, who really care. I know we're not that close. Not that we're far away. But, hey, it doesn't matter how far away from we are. 
it doesn't matter if we're like next door each other or we're down Florida or uh, overseas. And I'm so glad that JD uh, introduced me to Black Widow, Michelle and Dodge. I hope she's listening to. Uh, I want to say that before our match is supposed to have, but I hope she feels better and hopefully she's listening. Uh, John from Virginia, not that far. Um, Chad from North Carolina, where Charlotte, where my cousin used to live, uh, not that far from you know, Charlotte, downtown Charlotte. Um, Anne Marie, Rock and Ball, uh, Jacksonville, Arkansas. Uh, I wanted her to thank her for that. And Anil Padel from Tampa, Florida, which my good friend just got married. He lives down in Miami Lakes, not that far from Tampa, maybe like probably two or three hours away. Um, you know, now my other cousin lives in Houston. She's, uh, she's on dialysis. For three years now, uh, she needs a new kidney. Uh, she's on the donor list for the longest time. And I hope anybody wants to help donate their kidney to my cousin, she would have loved to have another kidney um, transplant and, you know, instead of be on dialysis. And... That's all I got to say about that. Thank you all, guys. Appreciate it. When uh, Michelle comes back on, I'm going to say it, John, on Monday, when we do our show, I want to thank him personally on the phone. And I want to thank you, Chad, for having me, a Hall of Fame 2017, uh, a champion. It's like... I don't know how to describe it. It's like, you know, it's a shocking, um, you know, with these people who really love me. And thank you all. From bottom of my heart, thank you all. And when I hear, when I, when Michelle comes and be on my side, I'm going to say the same thing. And Anne already knows. Thank you, Ann, for you listening. Um, you know, John, if you're maybe not listening, but I'll talk to you on Monday, and I will say the same thing. Thank you, Chad, JD, DRT Smith from Toronto, Emil Padel from Tampa, Florida, Anne-Marie from Jacksonville, Arkansas, Michelle Lindas from uh, Virginia, and John from Virginia, and J.D. from Pittsburgh and North Hills. Um, you know, thank you all. And Chad from Charlotte. Sorry. Thank you, Chad. Right. 
I'm not real close to Charlotte, but uh, I'm almost like well, yeah. that's okay. I'm more close to Greensboro than I am Charlotte, but that's, well, that's okay. okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> you're okay. No, no, you're but you're, but you're, you're fine. Good. You're in the right general area. You're fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, but I do understand what you're saying. Yes, sir. Yeah. And that is our is our pleasure and our honor to, like I said, for you to be a part of, you know, uh, of something that you know. You know what we believe will will be something huge, huge someday. Uh, I mean, we are not as big as you know what some will probably. Some people will say, "Well, you'll never reach the big time, or whatever." But you know what? I don't really give a darn if we do or not. To be honest with you, because like I said, I've been we've been doing this three years. I started this three years ago. We all have almost sixteen hundred episodes under our belt. We have almost like nine or ten shows. That we that we have on record, we're not doing them all right now. We're doing a handful of, them, but that's okay. That's to keep the momentum going. And people have have quoted and quoted saying, you know, that they enjoy listening to our shows and they want more and they and they like hearing what they like hearing what what's on our minds. Like I said, we're we're just like them. We are we are wrestling fans, just like they are. We're yeah. just we're just expressing ourselves. In a more unique way, indeed. So, uh, again, Fonzie, thank you very much. And like I said, we do, we do, we do. Thank you, of course, for your, every single contribution that you are that you have, that we you have made. And also, of course, uh, it is our honor and our privilege that uh, you are, of course, a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, and also right now a holder of four championship belts, including the WWS United States Championship, the ROH US World Title. ROH US Pure Title, and as of this past Friday, the new NXT US North American Championship. So you have four belts right now that you're that you're looking at right now, I'm sure. And by the way, Fonz, if you get a chance, check out the link on the NXT US page. Of course, NXT US, the future generation. I, I saw the belt. I saw the belt. I think you messaged me. Yes, uh, okay. I saw the belt. Yeah. I texted you. Yes. So I that looks like, and that's what it looks like. There you go. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. So, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of people will be commenting on it as well. So, on that note here, folks, I do want to thank the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Also, we also uh, from our from our first live video feed, I do want to thank the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. And also, we did have a we did have a couple of words from the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, on our second live video feed tonight from the U.S. Dynasty. Of course, there will be two videos for this show here tonight, so you can listen to them both. Uh, but the whole show will be on TalkShoe.com, so you won't, you won't miss a single solitary word indeed. This is Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinchall, saying thank you very much for listening in here tonight to what is the beginning of a, of a new era in the WSWS radio network, of course, with episode 501 of Revolution. Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are two, uh, three, excuse me, three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be, be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Far none, enough said, period. There you go. So take care of yourselves and each other out there, folks. We will see you in the ring. And as always, and we have been saying this proudly for three years, and as always here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, God bless everyone.
and have a terrific evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow night on Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate, and Wednesday edition of Revolution. Take care, and God bless all. Have a good evening. It's just-